Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. A warmer, friendly hello. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas. We're Chris Kissy with myself, Greg E. Pierce, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And we do have a tremendous podcast for you. It's in the second segment. Going to be joined by one of our favorites, Terrence Oglesby, former sharpshooter over there at Clemson. Now he's just a sharp college basketball analyst. He's going to be joining me in the second segment. I might sound a little bit funny to you guys because I accidentally was recording on my AirPods instead of into my microphone. So I do apologize in advance a little bit about that audio. But with that said, we're going to be having a great chat with him. And he sounds all nice and crystal clear. And he was actually coming to me from the country of Sweden. So I wound up doing this at like 4.30 a.m. Pacific time. I am more than happy to do so for our good friend Terrence Oglesby because I really don't sleep to start with, but we're going to be chatting with them about who should be the number one team coming into the season college basketball, but on top of that, just what coaching means, how great of a coaching job Kelvin Sampson has been able to do at Houston, and just who some of the top coaches in college basketball are right now. We're going to be getting the outlook of Missouri with Isaiah Mosley coming into the fold there. I think that that's one of the more underrated transfer moves that we've seen this college basketball offseason, so we're going to be having that chat with our good friend Terrence in the second segment, and then in the final segment, going to give you guys a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we wound up seeing in college basketball on Monday as we've been seeing quite a few transfer moves these last few days as we're getting more clarity and we should have another conference preview for you guys as I wound up doing the Atlantic Sun about 48 hours ago. Up towards the end of this week, I'm looking at the America East within the next few days, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm calling in the heavy artillery with Kevin Sweeney of the CBB Central Podcast along with Sports Illustrated for that one, so we should have that on the way, and I'm continuing my look at all 32 conferences leading up to the season and all the notes of college basketball. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at junit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters am they mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. If I had that five-star review, did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but with that said, we had a great chat with Terrence on the other side. Once again, apologize about my audio a little bit in advance, but that said, we're going to be having a nice chat with Terrence, who's coming at me from the wonderful country of Sweden next, right here on Coast to Coast Soups with myself, Greg H. Peterson, now a part of the Music Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Or download the app today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. We're back here in Las Vegas. We're coming to go with myself, Craig Spears, and now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And it's great to have this guest on, as this is the first man to ever join me from the country of Sweden. That's where we find Terrence Oglesby. He does absolutely terrific work over there at the Field of 68. And on top of that, has done some great work with play-by-play work. You were able to catch him while he was doing a lot of work over there for the SoCon tournament last season. And guys, one of the best college basketball analysts that you're able to find at he was a sharpshooter back while he was at Clemson. Now he's just giving out sharp takes when it comes to college basketball. And to be able to follow Terrence on Twitter, that's at the letter T and then an underscore. That's why I say Ogilvy, O-G-L-E-S-P-Y, and then the number 22. And Terrence, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And like I told you off air, anytime you're the first uh, with Greg Hoops Peterson at anything, it's something to be proud of. So now enjoying some time in Sweden. It's rainy, uh, but it's always rainy. Other than that, it's been great to visit family and great to have some time. But now looking forward to the draft as we will be covering that as well with Field of 68. So looking forward to that as well. I'll be doing that from abroad. So it's been a great few weeks and uh, it never stops, as you know. The hustle does not ever stop. And you know what? Never, ever stops. Seemingly the transfer portal at this point, as there are players that wind up entering it during the season as well. Those sometimes go under the radar, but one of seeing a relatively big move on Monday that I think is going to be able to make quite a bit of an impact. Isaiah Mosley, one of the guys that was out there in the NBA draft, decided to hit the transfer portal. He's decided that he's going to be going to Missouri, and I still think that Missouri is going to be facing a little bit of an uphill battle in season number one, but I think that this is just a big move for Dennis Gates and company because Take a look at Missouri. They've been, done a good job bringing in a lot of talent this offseason, but they didn't necessarily have that one big splash guy, in my opinion. Mostly a guy that shot over 40% from three, 20 points per game at Missouri State last season. He stays in state, and all of a sudden, I'm even more bullish on this Tigers team, both this year and moving forward, than I was before. I think that this is one of the better gets that we've seen this offseason. Well, I think it's been an underrated get, Greg. And as you said, 20 points per game, that obviously helps things. But Dennis Gates is going to be able to recruit not only him, but one of the most underrated coaching moves besides Dennis Gates being hired there at Missouri was the fact that he hired C.Y. Charlton Young as his top dog assistant. They, boy, did he pay him as much as any assistant in the country, it seemed like. Good for that Good for that staff. They're going to, they're going to be able to recruit at a high level. Not only did they get Mobley, but they were able to bring along Nick Honor, a Clemson transfer, who's about 5'9", but at the same time, somebody that's going to play tough, hard-nosed defense for 94 feet, and then they're going to have a go-to score on the perimeter with Isaiah Mobley. you got to like the direction that this Missouri team is going. Now, is it going to take time? Sure, but Dennis Gates – 
He's somebody that can really recruit at a high level. He's had some experience not only as a head coach at Cleveland State, but at a football school as well when he was the top assistant down at Florida State underneath Leonard Hamilton. So he kind of understands the dynamic of being second fiddle on campus. And that Missouri football stopped off. So you got to find other ways to be effective. And he's somebody that I think can get the Missouri Tigers rolling in a hurry. Yeah, but I think so as well. I think the Missouri in for a very solid year out there in what's going to be a very, very tough SEC. I mean, you take a look at all the moves that Florida has made. Arkansas, they're going to be a top five team. Although I will say, losing Jalen Williams in the NBA draft, that does hurt them. I thought that with Williams coming back, they'd be one of those teams in discussion for number one. I really can't put them there with Gonzaga and Houston now, but certainly at minimum a top seven team, if not a top five team. I still think that they're going to be in good shape. As we know, we wound up seeing some great work from Kentucky bringing back Oscar Sheeway. They do wind up losing Keon Brooks, but they're still going to be rock solid. And I just take a look at the SEC in general, and I think that coming into the season, they and the Big 12 have really separated themselves as those two top conferences, the two that are going to be the ones to beat for this upcoming season. And I just love the way that the move have been shaking out for both of those conferences and how they've been so aggressive in the transfer portal. There's no question about it. Tyrese Hunter also moving from Iowa State within conference and moving down to Texas. That was a huge draw as well. But the SEC has just uh, found ways with NIL and all these different things to be able to take advantage of getting some of the best players in the portal. And Greg, you know it just as well as I do, especially early in the season, old wins. Old wins early, talented wins in the tournament. So that's what ends up happening throughout the course of the season. The Big Ten, for example, has a bunch of old guys. So typically they're going to be better in the season. As the year goes on, you got to have these super talented kids. That's why North Carolina ended up in the Final Four. Duke ended up in the Final Four. Kansas, you saw all these big time players end up at the end of the season, but you're going to be able to make up some ground at the beginning of the year because you're going to get old and stay old. That's what the SEC is doing. That's what the Big 12 is doing. And not only Arkansas, uh, with, despite Jalen Williams not being there, but they got an excellent uh, upcoming freshman, not only in Nick Smith, who's projected the number one pick by several outlets, but Jordan Walsh is a Eric Musselman type of player. Versatile defensively, can guard multiple positions, is a ball mover offensively, big-time talker on that end of the floor as well. Arkansas is going to be really, really talented. They're going to have a lot of length around the perimeter, and that home court advantage is second to none. But then you go down, you look at Todd Golden, what he's been able to do at Florida. That's also been commendable. Tennessee swooping in late and grabbing five-star Julian Phillips out of the state of South Carolina, bringing him to Knoxville. They're going to continue to be really talented. Uh, The SEC in general has been recruiting at the top level in college basketball as of late. And it's because about five or six years ago, I'm not exactly sure how long it was, Greg, the SEC decided to make a big push towards funding basketball programs. And now you're seeing the direct result of making the main thing basketball because you know football is going to take care of itself. Now they've made that extra investment for winter sports and basketball has been a huge beneficiary in the Southeastern Conference. And that really started after that 2016 NCAA tournament. I remember being out there in Tennessee, actually working at the official flagship station of Vanderbilt. They barely got three teams into the tournament. Vanderbilt was in that first four, and ever since then, things have really been taken off, to your point, as we do have Terrence Oglesby. does a great job over there at the field of 68. He is joining me right here on the podcast. And I do take a look to everything that we wound up getting last week with regards to the NBA draft decisions. Not all of them wound up going the way the SEC. I just laid out Jalen Williams' fact that he's not going back to Arkansas, but a lot of the teams that they are going to be considered for the top five for this upcoming season, they did wind up having those breaks going their way. And I take a look at Gonzaga and Houston. 
I think that these are the top two teams. I know that some people are making the case for North Carolina, and certainly if they do wind up getting, like we're hearing in the grapevine right now, Pete Nance perhaps going there, that would certainly be a game changer for them. And I'm certainly willing to be open to North Carolina if they wind up opening up, if they wind up bringing in Pete Nance. But I did take a look at Houston bringing back Marcus Sasser. They wind up losing really their top two guards and still make the Elite Eight last season. Then Gonzaga bringing back Rozier Bolton, 40% three-point shooter. You bring back Drew Timmy. You wind up bringing in Malachi Smith. And I just feel like these are the top two teams going into the season in the preseason. No doubt when we wind up having the ball tipped and we wind up having these games go off, you could wind up seeing these teams go down a little bit. But coming into the season, I'm hard-pressed to put any team in front of Gonzaga and Houston with the way that they wind up getting back all their guys for this upcoming season. Yeah, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. But if you look at some of the people that Gonzaga brought in, like Malachi Smith, I saw him play several times over the course of last season, Greg, because I do a lot of work with the Southern Conference. And man, you want to talk about somebody who can create off the bounce, who has good size at the guard position, who's going to be able to create for other players, who's going to be able to rely on other players early in the season next season because of having Drew Timmy in the fold, because of having uh, Razier Bolton, as you said, like these guys know how to play within that system. And whenever you bring in ultra talented players like a Malachi Smith and Efton Reed, that's going to be a defensive difference maker in that front court for Gonzaga as well. The LSU transfer, a former five-star recruit for Will Wade who left after his freshman year. Now th- this is going to be a team that's going to be every bit in the mix, but you talk about Houston too. How could you not be impressed with what Kelvin Sampson's been able to do? Brings a bunch of guys. They are the hardest playing team in college basketball over the last three years. I'm not sure if you could ever tell me any different, especially after the performance they did without, like you said, Greg, their top two guards going out for the rest of the season. And you bring back Marcus Sasser, who's what, 17 points a game, something like that. Like this is a Houston team filled with weapons. Nobody's going to play harder. And buddy, do they control the boards. And those three things right there are going to take you a long way. But you have to like both teams going into the season. You referred to North Carolina. Here's my only thing. Sure, they bring back their four starters from a team that got all the way to the national championship game. But I think a lot of people are starting to discount how good Brady Manick was, Greg. I think this is a guy that comes from Oklahoma, a little bit unheralded, goes to a typical blue blood program, has a great season, goes to the combine, measures really well. This is somebody that didn't really get the, what is it, the fame or the credit that he deserved for how good of a player he really was. That's going to be an interesting piece because he did such a good job for the Tar Heels and Hubert Davis, opening up the floor, knocking down shots from deep, and being a quality defender, quite frankly, at that four position when a lot of people, whenever he came in, were thinking, hey, this guy's going to be a liability. He wasn't necessarily a liability. I thought he did a good enough job staying in front to where he was serviceable on that end of the floor. He's going to be hard to replace because now Caleb Love's going to have to find more creases to get into the paint, which is where he's most comfortable. Whenever that floor is open, Carolina can be really good. Who are they going to get to replace those minutes in that floor space? And it's going to be really interesting walking into next season. Yep, no question about it. And we are hearing the rumors of Pete Nance, obviously. I'm not going to evaluate them with Pete Nance until we would actually see the news of that. That would be a relatively solid replacement, but I agree with you. I do still think that there's a question there because some people were thinking that Matthew Meyer might wind up being that guy. He winds up going to Illinois as we just had some transfer portal madness go on. And I'm so glad that you wound up breaking down just everything that Kelvin Sampson has been able to do at Houston because I take a look at top coaches in all of college basketball. And if you don't have Kelvin Sampson in your top five, I really don't know what to tell you. I think that there's a debate as to who should be number one. 
I've always had a lot of reverence for Dana Altman, wound up being a little bit more teller on him after what we wound up seeing last season. But no doubt, this is still one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. I absolutely love what he's been able to do. Jay Wright was always towards the top of my list as well, obviously. He winds up getting replaced because he's now on the fold as well. But just when it comes to top coaches in all of college basketball, I've got to think that you, much like myself, wind up having Kelvin Sampson towards the top of your list. But there are a few other guys that wind up coming to mind because there are just some coaches that they just seem to have figured it out. They seem to be able to adapt year in and year out. And Sampson, certainly one of those guys. There's no question. And to go along with what I was saying about Sampson, you, you want to talk about somebody also doing a freaking bang up job on the recruiting trail as well. He's bringing in Jarris Walker, who's a top 10 recruit for next season. He's bringing, he's bringing in one of the most underrated players in this 2022 uh, high school class in Terrence Archinot. Like he continues to bring guys in the fold and he is recruiting at a blue blood type level. And then he's peppering in some of these transfers. Man, do they play hard. And he goes after kids that fit what he likes to do. And that is somebody who's going to come in. He's going to, they're going to rebound well for their position. They're going to defend at a high level and they're going to be able to score some as well. But when you talk about coaches, he's got to be up there. Mark Few certainly has to be up there. And then you have a lot of guys are in limbo because Coach K is now gone. Roy Williams has been out for a year. Jay Wright decides to get out. The, the tide is changing a little bit. But if you look around the country, guys that have done it for a high level, either lifting program or continuously moving forward. One of my favorite coaches in the country is Buzz Williams because he takes two seasons, but then he gets his teams to the tournament, sometimes to the second weekend. Somebody who hasn't gotten enough credit, I think, is Leonard Hamilton down at Florida State. And these aren't your typical blue bloods because all the blue bloods are starting to flip. So where do you go next? You look at the Big Ten. Greg Gard, as he's been doing it for, for a while now. Matt Painter. There's just a lot of still a lot of really good coaches throughout the country. Now, the vacancy by Jay Wright obviously left a big hole when it comes to who's the face of college coaching and who can we look to to get some of these answers that we so desire as far as where's the game going next. That guy's going to have to step up here shortly because Hubert Davis hasn't been there long enough. John Shire at Duke, he start, he's just starting his first season as the head guy at Duke University. Is Rick Barnes somebody you would consider at Tennessee? He's been highly successful uh, everywhere he's gone. So there's a lot up in the air. There's a lot of movement going forward. And then at a lot of these power programs, Arizona, for example, Tommy Lloyd's only going to be in his second season. So there's a lot of change going on. There's a lot of mix up. It's going to be interesting to see who steps up in that role. And quite frankly, Greg, who's the next guy to step to the forefront of college basketball when we need answers. Yep, I agree with you. And I mean, how long is Bob Huggins going to continue to be there at West Virginia as well? Bill Self has been able to build something at Kansas. I know a lot of those Big 12 coaches, even Jamie Dixon, I feel like goes under the radar. He's taken a TCU program that before he got there, it was really not going well for them. And they're going to be a top 25 team going into this season as well. So there are so many out there, as we do have Terrence Oglesby joining me right here on the podcast. And I'm so glad that you brought up Leonard Hamilton as well, a guy that for many years I was a little bit sour on, but what, what he's been able to do the last few years at Florida State, highly impressed now. Last year was a downtrodden year for Florida State, but I do think that it is important to take a look at some of these teams, like a Florida State that they wind up dealing with injuries, and just being able to get those guys back to full because, I mean, Florida State, you know as well as I do being an ACC guy, you could have made a really good starting five out of all those guys. That a lot of getting hurt for them. I think that that's important to take a look at. We obviously mentioned the injuries to Houston as well, but there are a few teams that they just wound up having Murphy's Law hit them. And I think that we need to keep in mind these teams that wound up getting hurt, having these guys come back, 
and how they're going to have so much firepower with guys that have sort of been there, done that, but are, for lack of a better term, out of sight, out of mind, because you didn't wind up seeing them in the last games that the team wound up playing last season. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the hard part about it, right? And one of the things about Florida State is not last season, but the season prior, you had Trent Forrest uh, holding down the point guard spot, and he was just a veteran presence who did all the right things and got guys in the right position. Now, this season, because of all the injuries, Leonard Hamilton had to put freshmen at the guard. Jalen Worley's a good player, but was he ready? No. And that could be an issue, too. Caleb Mills averaged right at 13 points a game. Was he as good as what a lot of people thought he was going to be? Not really, especially from a percentage standpoint. We thought he was going to be a little bit better. You run into a different, a few different guys. Matthew Cleveland, he's going to come back. That was huge news because he needed another year. Losing John Butler, I thought, was an interesting one because one is the kid is extremely talented. Seven foot one. He's about 175 pounds. He's, he's from upstate South Carolina. He's always been really talented. Is his body going to be able to hold up? is the biggest question at the NBA level. But even though he leaves, do you really lose that much? I'm not sure because he's more of a potential overproduction type of player in the draft at this point. So I think Florida State, moving forward, they got to get older. And they have been because they have uh, gone to the transfer portal a little bit. They needed shooting this past season. They didn't have any of it. Darren Green Jr., a transfer from Central Florida, can really knock it down. They also got a little bit older with Jalen Ganey, a 9.3 point per game guy. Add Brown, they bring them in there as well. But Leonard Hamilton, he has a type of player as well. Long, athletic, multidimensional offensively, and can really guard a lot of positions defensively. I'm interested to see how they move forward with some of their returners and how they mix some of these younger players in the fold. I agree with you. I think that Florida State is going to be a fascinating team. In an ACC that I think is going to have a little bit more depth than they wound up having last season. And we talked about the SEC, what they're doing in the transfer portal, Miami. Look no further than them. Duke, they want to bring in experience via the transfer portal to go along with their freshmen. Not necessarily a bunch of guys that are going to be putting up a whole bunch of points when it comes to the transfer portal, but I actually like them taking that sort of an approach as well. So I think that the ACC is in for a big year, but a man that's in for an even bigger year, that'd be you, Terrence. You do absolutely tremendous work over there at the field of 68. I know that you do some color commentary as well when it comes to college basketball during the season. And I know you're going to be doing a whole lot of previews this offseason as well. So let the good people at home know how they're able to follow you on social media, other platforms, and just how to be able to get all of your work in general. Well, in general, I'm pretty much all over the field of 68 with Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster. I really enjoy doing work with them. And I feel like, Greg, every couple of weeks, me and you get together, do another podcast. But if you want to follow me, do it on Twitter at T underscore Oglesby. That's T underscore O-G-L-E-S-B-Y. 22. We'll keep up. We'll talk hoop. I'm talking hoop all year round, a lot like you are, Greg. So it's been a fun journey so far. We're going to hopefully keep it moving, heading into draft season, then heading into next season as well. We'll be doing power six previews for each team that we're going to be putting out here shortly. So really excited about that. Really excited about college basketball moving forward. It's going to be an absolutely tremendous season. And in the interim, Terrence doing a terrific job of getting all of us set for this upcoming season, all 12 months out of the year. The man is taking a look at the sport that we all love and does a tremendous job of it. Always great to be able to get Terrence on the podcast, even when he's outside the continent. He's kind enough to be able to join me. So big thanks to Terrence for joining me right here on Coast Coast Super Now, part of the Beast Family Podcast. And coming back, it is that time of the podcast to give you a little bit of a recap as to all the news and notes that we want to see in college basketball on Tuesday.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. And we're back to Lovey Las Vegas with Jessica Seeps with myself, Craig Eve Spears, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is always a pleasure to get Terrence Oglesby on the show. He does a terrific job at the Field of 68, and on top of that, man used to play college basketball, so he always brings a really good and unique perspective whenever he joins this podcast. Just great stuff, talking about some of the best coaches in college basketball, who deserves to be number one. List goes on and on. He brought it once again today, so big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast to give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes that we wind up seeing in college basketball on Tuesdays. We did wind up seeing some transfers, some bigger than others, obviously. This one is a little bit of a smaller one, like Theo saying he was playing at Sacramento State last year, 1.3 points per contest. He decided that he is going to be going to Eastern Arizona College. These are the things that are very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that Mr. Sang is not the D1 level, and because you're not able to bet on non-D1 games, you can just cross them off your list of guys that you need to evaluate and move on. Someone like a Jalen Clark transferring away from Prairie View A&M and going to North American University, that's easy as well. Last time you really saw minutes was during the 2018-19 season at Texas A&M Corpus Christi, where he put up like three points per game. He was supposed to be over there at Prairie View A&M, just never wanted to taking the floor for them. So that's another one that is very nice and easy. Now we get a little bit more rambunctious with regards to some of these transfers as Dante Houston Jr., he decided that he is going to be going to southeastern Louisiana. Southeastern Louisiana actually wound up having a relatively solid season last year. You take a look at what he was able to do at UT Rio Grande Valley. Wound up seeing nine starts last year, four and a half points, was able to put up three rebounds. Guy that's able to shoot 33% from three is a six foot nine combo player. Didn't do a ton of three point shooting, but you can tell that he's trying to stretch out his range a little bit. So that should be a solid ad for a Southeast Louisiana team that they just didn't wind up having a lot of size last year. I think that this is a relatively solid get for them. Michael Fullerin, 
Hopefully I'm saying that one correctly. He has decided that he is going to be transferring to Nevada. Now, I have no idea why Nevada wanted to take a shot here. This has to be a walk-on situation as he wound up having two points and a rebound and a half per contest last season while he was at Eastern Washington. He's 6'11", which I guess that winds up helping a little bit, but for Nevada, it's been a relatively rough offseason for them. They wind up losing Grant Shurfield. They wind up losing Desmond Cambridge. Warren Washington is now out of the fold for this team. You remember last season, it was looking like they were going to be having solid production from A.J. Brahma, who wound up coming in from Robert Morris. That wound up not being the case, and all the upward momentum that we wound up seeing a few years ago from Steve Alford at Nevada seems to be washed away. Now, they are bringing in Jared Lucas and Hunter McIntosh, pair of guards that wind up coming in from, in the case of McIntosh, Elon, and then Lucas was a double-digit score at Oregon State, but not looking very good for Nevada out there in the Mountain West, to say the least. And I will say the Mountain West in general, not having necessarily the world's greatest offseason in the last year, Wyoming, bringing back Hunter Maldonado and being able to bring in a lot of good prospects. Um, that's something that is very helpful for them. You did wind up seeing quite a bit happen with gentlemen from Fairleigh Dickinson as you wind up seeing one guy enter into the transfer portal in Robbie Phillips last season. Phillips was pretty much a non-factor whatsoever for the team. He wound up putting up right around half rebound per game. That's not necessarily too big, but Anquan Hill, he was averaging 7.5 points, led the team with 5.2 rebounds per contest. He decided that he is going to be joining the Bonnies. He is heading over to St. Bonaventure, and for St. Bonaventure, they lose pretty much all but 15 minutes from last season. This is going to be a completely new look team. They went five deep last season and all five of those guys are gone now. They do bring in a few guys that should be able to come in and contribute right away. Noah Waterman, six foot eleven combo player over the last two years, has shot over 40% from three-point range. Gerald Banks, the third, was a guy that put up nearly 10 points per game on that St. Peter's team that made the Elite Eight. Moses Flowers was a solid scorer at Hartford. Kyrell Luch, double-digit score from Holy Cross. So you do have some pieces when it comes to this team, but they're really going to be lacking something down low without Oshun Oshuni and St. Bonaventure has always been a team that's been relatively slow. They've hung their head on defense. Big reason why they didn't make the NCAA tournament this last season is because the defense was not there unlike in past years and now you wind up bringing in a completely overall roster and you expect them to be able to play some good defense. I don't think that's going to be the case. So I am not necessarily feeling too bullish about them. Not feeling too bullish about Penn State either because Mikey N, a guy with a very long and winding road, is now going to be entering into their program. This is his seventh year in college basketball. Began his career at UC Davis. Then he wound up playing for Gal Baptist for a few years. Spent the 2020-21 season at Portland. And last season was as high as output with regards to points per game. 8.8 8.8 points per contest for a Denver team that was out there in the Summit League where they play absolutely no defense whatsoever. He's someone that has never averaged more than 4.5 rebounds per game. That was last season, despite the fact that he's 6'8 now. He's able to pop some threes, shot 38% from distance last season. But certainly, if you're Penn State and Mikey Hen is a guy that should be seeing relatively solid low post minutes, that is a little bit of an issue. I mean, good for Mikey Hen, the fact that he's going to be able to go to Penn State to be able to see some minutes. But certainly indicative of where the Big Ten is at right now. We wound up seeing Jacob Manson. He was playing last season at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Scored as many points as myself. He is out there in the transfer portal. Would be very surprised if another D1 school winds up taking a shot there. This is a guy that is no longer going to be at the D1 level as Kumari Peterson. Great last name, by the way. He was playing last season at Indiana State. 
He has said that he is going to be going down to John A. Logan College, and John A. Logan College is actually one of the best NAIA schools that you're able to find. I still remember Jay Scruggs was down there. He wanted to becoming a draft pick before. It looked like he was going to be going to Louisville. We wound up seeing Sean East tear it up last season at John A. Logan College. So, actually a relatively good pipeline there. He just, Mr. Peterson did not wind up seeing any minutes whatsoever while he was over there at Indiana State last season. So, you cannot blame him there. Jonathan Aku. He was at Stone Cold Steven F. Austin this last season and actually began his career at Texas A&M. At Texas A&M, actually saw 10 starts during the 2020-21 season. Was a little bit more of a designated defensive stopper where on averaging right around 3.5 rebounds per contest. Never has been a guy that has averaged really more than 2 points per game. He decided that he's going to be going to Grambling State. Grambling State has always had a little bit of an issue with being able to hit the glass. So I do think that this is going to be a solid addition for them. You could tell that last season they were just a little bit outgunned down low. They wound up losing the rebound battle by right around 2.7, 2.8 boards per contest. It's a team that, well, they really need a little bit of everything right now, but this is a good place to start bringing in someone who originally began his career at Texas A&M, guy with size, and should be able to do a nice job down low. That is a nice launching point for them. Reese Brown, he was playing last season at UNLV. He has decided that he is going to be going to the MEAC. He is going to be playing for Howard. Just did not wind up seeing a lot of minutes these last two seasons. And you know, his best year was his freshman year. Six foot nine during that freshman year. Wound up putting up right around two rebounds per contest. You take a look at Reese Brown. And coming out of high school, it's not like he was necessarily the world's biggest get for UNLV. But he was a guy that was thought of as someone that could be able to come in, be able to give this team a few minutes. Now that he's going to be going down to Howard it should be able to help them out quite a bit and give them a guy that otherwise they might not have been able to acquire as he actually wound up having some, I guess you call it, offers from places like Delaware, Boston U, Brown, Columbia, a lot of the Ivy League schools were knocking at his door. Should be able to come in, should be able to see some minutes down low. You did wind up seeing someone from the non-D1 level go up to the D1 level. That'd be Lance Amir Paul. He was playing at D3 Gannon College. He is now going to be going to Nicholson. Gannon is actually a relatively solid D3 school. I know that a lot of people, they take a look at the leap from D3 to D1, but this is someone that I think is going to be able to make it. He's a six-foot guard that wound up putting up 16.5 points, 3.5 boards, 4.3 assists per contest last season. Shot right around 34% from three-point range during the 2020-21 season. And then you take a look at him as well a little bit more with regards to his three-point shooting last season. That was more around 32%. That was a little bit of an issue, but still someone that's also able to give a little bit more than a steal per contest. I do think that we're going to see Paul be able to come into Nichols, and he's going to be relatively solid with regards to the style because he is someone that, while at Gannon University, was a little bit of a ball hawk, someone that's able to play some relatively solid defense. Um, I take a look at him coming in. I do think that he's going to be able to do a nice job there. You did wind up seeing Blayton Williams. He last season was at UW-Green Bay, and he is going to be going down to Mississippi College. No, not Ole Miss, not Mississippi State. Mississippi College, after he wound up averaging right around a half a point per contest, it's just not been going well for UW-Green Bay in general. And you take a look at what they have coming in this year. They have really brought in nothing with regards to the transfer portal. They wind up losing Kamari McGee to Wisconsin. 
Jeppenog, Kellogg, he winds up going down to Binghamton. So really a case of which you got nothing going on right now for UW-Green Bay. It's going to be another very long and probably tumultuous year for them. This one wound up surprising me a little bit. Abdul and I, he wound up being a guy that really didn't do a lot at Illinois State this last season, but it's a little bit more of an upside guy. Someone that stands right around six foot nine is able to do a solid job with the yards of blocking shots. During the 2020-21 season, right around 1.4 blocks per contest, he's going to be adding to Seton Hall. You've got to feel like he's going to be taking over a little bit more of an Ike Obiagu role in which he's probably not going to give you a lot on offense, probably not even going to do a ton with regards to being about the glass, but during that 2020-21 season, they wind up shooting 68% from the floor, only 3.8 points per contest to go along with those boards, but he was able to do a good job of being relatively efficient, so seeing all, they wind up finding a little bit more depth down low, and you've got to think that that's exactly what this is. A little bit of a depth piece for them. Malik Ndogo, he was playing at Rice a few seasons ago. He decided that he is going to be going to Texas Tech and wound up beginning his career at Texas Tech. Wound up last seeing playing time, ironically enough, with the Red Raiders during the 2018-19 season. I'm pretty sure he was a walk-on. He's six foot ten. He wound up during that 2018-19 season, averaging 1.3 points, 1.3 boards per game. So this is another piece that is just going to be filling out the roster. You're noticing it with a lot of these schools. A lot of them, they've got like one scholarship open. They wind up being out on guys that could wind up making an impact. Someone like a Pete Nance from Northwestern, and they're just looking to bring in a little bit of experience, bring in a good locker room guy, maybe a guy that could give you 10 minutes, five fouls. That has sort of been the approach there, and this is one that is not going to be of this approach. Alex Caldwell, he's going to be heading over to UNC Asheville. This is someone that can be able to give a little bit of production. I feel like he was a little bit misutilized at NC Central this last season. Wound up starting in 11 games, shot 38% from three, but it was only able to give the team right around five points per contest during the 2019-20 season. Did prove that he could be one of the better pieces for a backcourt where he wound up having a 11.5 points, three assists per contest, shot right around 34% from three-point range, is a career about 35.5% three-point shooter. So he's going to be going down to a UNC Asheville team that last season was a little bit underachieving for them. I do think that they are going to be able to pick it up. So I do think that that's a relatively solid ad for them. And hopefully we can be relatively solid for you on this podcast, Coast Coast Hoops. Every single day throughout the offseason, we're going to be giving you guys either conference previews or just everything that we're seeing in terms of transfer news, big things that you need to know going into the college basketball season. So if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at gunet underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters Sam. They mean does not matter. Size so per usual. Please to send these into the timeline and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. A big thanks once again to our good friend Terrence Oglesby over there at the field of 68 for joining me in the last segment. Good to be coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball offseason. And then once we get into the regular season, picks and analysis on every single game every single day. So I'll catch you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. 
So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.